Welcome back. For believers, the battle with the devil comes in many forms and it's waged on many front lines. We've seen the harrowing journeys of exorcism and deliverance ministry. We've taken a deeper look at the Amityville horror. Now, did the devil make you do it? Can an obsession with Satan wreck lives and drive people to kill? It was a gruesome crime. 15-year-old Elise Paler was lured into a grove of eucalyptus trees by three teenage boys in 1995. They bound her neck with a belt, stabbed her repeatedly, and then raped her. Her body might never have been found if one of them, Royce Casey, hadn't come forward. He said she was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed virgin, and they were offering her as a sacrifice to the devil. The boys were part of a death metal band and thought that Satan could make their music better. Casey said it was an idea they'd gotten from Altar of Sacrifice, a song by the heavy metal band Slayer. Taylor's parents filed suit against the band, trying to hold them partially responsible for their daughter's murder, a suit that was eventually thrown out. But for many believers, heavy metal remains inextricably tied to the devil, a kind of doorway or portal, like Ouija boards, witchcraft, or other occult practices that can invite the forces of darkness into a person's life. Dave Mustaine is one of the gods of metal, a founding member of Metallica and the founder and frontman for Megadeth. He says he has no doubt about the devil. The greatest lie he's ever told was convincing people he doesn't exist. And, and, and I, you know, you see people, they think that he's like red, he's got a goatee and a pointy tail and stuff like that. He doesn't. He's very beautiful. He's an angel. Why would he look like some monster? He's capable of looking just like you. He, he could be in this room right now. We wouldn't know it. That's a scary thought. It's a very scary thought. Mustaine is currently on tour in Europe with what's called the Big Four, his current and former bands, plus Anthrax and Slayer. Are people right when they say that heavy metal music is infused with the power of the devil? In some cases, yes, but yes. Not, not in all cases, because you've got great heavy metal bands that believe in God and glorify Him. Um, we pray every night before we go on stage. That sounds great. For a 50-year-old man, <laughs> I feel pretty damn good. He shows me a chord progression called the tritone, also known as the Devil's Interval. The Devil's Tritone is made up of these three notes, and this note right here drops down one. So it goes. So listen to the difference. It just sounds evil, doesn't it? It sounds darker. Which is why the progression is used so frequently in death metal. Mustaine says he is a Christian now, but wasn't always. My mom was a Jehovah's Witness. I was brought up as a witness and I revolted into the witchcraft because I hated going out and knocking on people's doors. Yes, witchcraft. As a teenager, Mustaine says, he cast two hexes. The first was on a bully who sucker punched him. From what I heard, he got in a car accident and something happened to part of his body that I had targeted in the hex. And 
That showed me that it was real. The second was on a girl he was in a class with. Everybody wanted her, including me, but she was so out of my batting average and, and uh, just totally out of my league. And I did it, and um, the next day she was in my apartment. You were convinced that these hexes, that you were spells that you were casting, worked. I was, and, and I do believe in the dark side. Most people think that, you know, black magic and witchcraft and stuff like that isn't real or it doesn't work, and, and I, I know that it works. Mustaine's fascination with the occult continued into his adulthood. I was doing a lot of blood packs with people. This is before we found out about AIDS. It was real simple stuff where you cut your thumb and you rub it with somebody else and become blood brothers. I don't want to make a spiritual covenant and mixing my life with somebody else who I don't know who they are or how they are. The Bible said that blood is life. And like so many people we have met, Mustaine believes that he opened the door to demonic forces, which had a profound impact on his life. Was your abuse of alcohol related to the satanic influences that you'd been dabbling in? I, I say this, um, every time I drank, I did not always do activities that were satanic, but any time I ha had been doing anything that was satanic, I had been drinking. So there does was that make sense? Yes, it does. There was a relationship then. Absolutely. There are some songs Mustaine will no longer sing. I am an like Megadeth's cover of the Sex Pistols' Anarchy in the UK, and he says he believes he's better for it. I think that I'm more dangerous now that I've become a Christian than I ever was before when I was trying to go the opposite route because I'm armed with the truth now. I always, I always introduced myself as the prodigal son, mm -hmm. you know, because I grew up in a church. Then I went as far away as I could <laughs> and then got reeled back in. I don't do Christian rock, but I'm a Christian that does rock. Well, you know, I grew up in a Christian uh, household. My dad was a pastor, mm -hmm. and uh, he was an evangelist for 25 years and uh, you know, did all that. And I used to go up and do missionary work with him uh, with the Apaches you know, the, uh, in Arizona. My grandfather was a pastor for 75 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, so I grew up family. in a Christian home, yeah, and my, my wife's father is a Baptist pastor. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we were PKs, you know, preacher's kids, married each other. So uh, I always refer to myself as the, the, the real prodigal son mm -hmm. because, I mean, I went out and the Lord let me do everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't let me, but allowed it, you know, and then just started reeling me back in, you know, saying, you know, okay, you've seen enough. Now, let's, 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 you know, let's bring you back to where you belong. And, uh, you know, when you get out there and you realize that, that you've had every car, you've had every house and then all that, you realize that that's not the answer, that there's a big, big nothing out there at the end of that. So the materialism doesn't mean anything, you know, and a lot of people say that there's a, there's a big God-shaped hole in your heart. And, you know, when that's filled, then you, you really are satisfied. And I think that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I'm very young and... In, in the faith, even though I grew up in it. So, I mean, I do a lot of study, a lot of Bible study, things like that. After about two weeks, Cheryl had gone, she'd gone to Chicago and said, I can't watch this, right? Yeah. But the cocaine was speaking a lot louder than her. Yeah. And uh, finally, I, I, I looked in the mirror and it looked like my makeup, yeah. but it was blood coming down. I think I might've been hallucinating, gotcha. I don't know. Flushed the rock down the toilet and went to bed for three days. And uh, I woke up and I called her and I said, it's done. And she goes, right. You know, she said, you have to prove it. 
And that was, you know, that was the beginning of our relationship coming back. Of course, one of the deals was we start going to church. And we started going to North Phoenix Baptist, and uh, there was a pastor there, Jackson, who was a hell's fire pastor. And he, there's 6,000 people, and he was talking to me. Because I was a prodigal son. Remember, I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. My granddad was a, uh, an evangelist. And when the, when the band happened, it took me as far away as you could possibly. I was a poster boy for everything wrong. And then when I got sober and everything, came back to the church realizing that's where I belonged there. So we started going to, and it, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I, I came to Christ because my love of Jesus. I came to Christ because of my fear of God. Wow. I totally understood that hell was not getting high with Jim Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> hell was going to be the worst place ever. In fear, I came back to the Lord. But I went to another church and that pastor preached the love of Christ which now you put the two together yeah. and it was exactly right. Yes. Well, you know, the Bible even says some saved by fear, you know, and th there's a point where some people, they need the hell scared out of them. I'm telling you, I, I, was, I had, because I knew if I died and I knew, in other words, I knew who Christ was, Jesus Christ was, and I was denying him yeah. because I was living my own life and I was living my life without him. I knew that there had to either come a point where I either accepted Christ and started living that life or if I died in this, yeah. I was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And that's what really motivated me. What does that mean when you say accepted Christ? What does it mean to accept Christ? Well, you know, I don't think we accept Christ. I think we accept the fact that he accepted us, yeah, sure. you know. Um, and I just got to a point of saying, I'm tired of this life. Yeah. And I know that this is right. When people say, well, how do you know that? Put that into words and I go, you can't put that into words. Yeah. It's because God opens your eyes and he says, you know, and it's supernatural. That's right. And you try to tell that to people and they go, well, yeah, but so is voodoo and so is this. And they go, no, you don't understand. And I could never explain it to you. But when, when the Lord opens your eyes and you suddenly realize who you are and who he is, yes. oh, it's a whole different world. Yeah. You know, and right then, you know, I, I, I uh, was baptized and... Um, I went to my pastor and I said, I, I think I got to quit being Alice Cooper now. Mm -hmm. And he goes, really? He says, do you think God makes mistakes? Mm -hmm. And I went, no. He says, look where he put you. Yeah. He put you in, he said, he put you in the exact camp of the Philistines. Yeah. And you were basically the leader. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so now, what if you're Alice Cooper, but what if you're now following Christ? And you're a rock star, but you don't live the rock star life. Yeah. Your lifestyle is now your testimony. Wow. And that made total sense to me. Once you realize that, that Alice is a character. Yeah. And that's another world over here. Here's, here's the world of Alice Cooper. And so I'm not touring right now, so I'm over here. Yeah. I'm in solid rock right now. Yeah. So this is the world I'm in right now. I'm in solid rock. Tomorrow is a big tournament and this and that. People have to remind me I'm Alice Cooper yeah. because I totally kind of forget about it, yeah. you know. But in a couple months, I'm going to be back over here again. Yeah. I respect Alice, the character, and I love the character. He's fun. He's my favorite rock star <laughs> because yeah. I, 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 we even talk about him in the third person. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. We say, you know, what should Alice wear here? Yeah. Well, I, think Alice, I don't think Alice would wear that. 
So he's totally divorced from me. Yeah. I, I don't think like him. When I'm on stage, I think like Alice. Yeah. You know, and that's a different thing, yeah. you know. But again, with the career and all the stuff, hey, for one thing, I'm Christian. Yeah. You know, and if you were going to put what's important in my life, Alice Cooper would be somewhere around fifth or sixth place. Christianity is basically your one your one on one relationship with Jesus. Right. And so, um, if you're a disciple of Jesus, you you read, you in, you absorb it, you you try to live that life. You know, that doesn't say anywhere in there that I can't be a performer. Right. Doesn't say anything in there that I can't, you know, uh, be an artist. You know, I always question people when, especially the extremists. It's always the extremists that, that cause the trouble. You know. Um, I said, would it be okay if I played uh, Shakespeare then? Well, sure, Shakespeare's fine. I said, like Macbeth, would it be okay? Yeah. So it's about incest, witchcraft, uh, <laughs> a murder, uh, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because, because a lot of the times people criticize stuff they'll never read or never see anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they well stay it's away just, from yeah, it. it's rock and roll. Well, it can't be Christian, you know, and yeah, I'm not a Christian. I don't do Christian rock, but I'm a Christian that does rock. So, but I do, I do study every day, uh, uh, and you know, every once in a while, if the teacher's not there on Wednesday morning, I teach Bible study. Nice. You know, but I mean, What's your favorite I, part to teach. What's the part that makes your heart sing the most? Well, I mean, I, I think that you know, you can take any part of the uh, Old or New Testament and find something in there that's going to apply to you in a modern day. Right. There's not just it's not just that happened then. And I'm a true believer that you that whatever it says, it says. I don't think it's just all symbolic. Right. You know, I think that it was very, if God could create the universe, he can certainly, you know, part the Red Sea. Right. That would be pretty easy. <laughs> but, but, I, always, I always introduced myself as the prodigal son, mm -hmm. you know, because I grew up in a church. Then I went as far away as I could <laughs> and then got reeled back in. And when I came back in, I, all the stuff that I was doing, what do I want? Another house, another this, another that, another that. What I was really looking for was that relationship back. To, with Christ again. And when I found that, it, it didn't change what I did for a living, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think I write differently now. Yeah. I think when I write, I don't necessarily, uh, when, when I wasn't a Christian, I was going, yeah, sure, sleep with anybody, you know. I don't believe that now, you know. I think that there's a moral core that we're missing. A lot of guys think, oh, just another religion. Yeah. Okay, well, the last thing you want is religion in your life. What you want is Christ in your life. That's you don't right. want religion in your life. Yeah. I think people judge Christians by other Christians. Yes. And immediately they think, well, you're Christian, so you can't do any wrong, and you're better than me. And I go, ah, that's just the opposite. Yeah. And when you become Christian, you become very aware of how far away you are. But again, you know, Satan uses that. Yeah. Satan uses that as a weapon. You know, I'm Christian and I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. well, then you're not really a Christian. Well, we're a work in progress, aren't we? Well, exactly. But, yeah. you know, they, they, you'd be surprised how much that they have this image yeah. that you have to be perfect if yeah. you become a Christian. Yeah. We'd like to be perfect, but we're yeah. certainly not going to be. Yeah, that's right. You know, if, you're, if you become a Christian, what you're saying is, I'm not God anymore. Yeah. Good point. If you're saying, I'm not God anymore, that's everybody wants to be God. Even Christians have a hard time yeah. giving up True. your life. You know, there's, that's the last thing they want to give up is the fact that I want to make my decisions. Before, you're always, you always are self. 
you're always self-centered, you know, I mean, everything is for you, it's, it's yourself is, is, is God. And we make lousy gods, humans make really lousy gods, I think. Uh, so we've got to let God be God, and us be, you know, what we are, you know. And, uh, and so I think that's what really changes, is your focus on who, who you're serving. You're not serving you, you're serving Christ, you know. God's chipping away at your, at your life all the time to try to make you more like Him. And that's what, what a Christian is, is a person that's being molded and shaped all their life.
still here in this bed that I crawled in. I hope that I'm someone else in the morning. So take this one, wash it down, and you'll be fine. Then walk around in the floating chalk outline. So it goes, let it be. In the gallows, I balanced on my toes so I can breathe. But little by little, bit by bit, I push it back down with a new habit. If not for long, just for a while, I'll bury myself with a great big smile. Oh my my, oh my my, we trace our. In these chalk outlines, oh mama, oh mama, erase ourselves in these chalk outlines. Sadrilene and this hypocerotonin. Don't cry, cause there's a pill for everything. Take this one, wash it down, and you'll be fine. Feeling goes, and you draw a chalk line. And so it goes, let it be. In the gallows, I balance on my toes so I can breathe. But little. Push it back down with a new habit. If not for long, just for a while, I bury myself with a great big smile. Oh my my, oh my my, we trace ourselves in these chalk outlines. Oh my my, oh my my, erase ourselves. Such a Such a perfect day. It's a beautiful shame. It's a beautiful shame. I'm scared of being okay, 'cause all things change. But little by little, bit by bit, I push it back down with a new habit. If not for long, just for a while. I bury myself with a great big smile. Oh my my, oh my my, we trace ourselves in these chalk outlines. Oh my my, oh my my, we trace ourselves in these chalk Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. You are listening and watching the Brett Keen Show. If you enjoyed the music, I'll let you know what some of the bands are before we get to the presentation. 
Uh, you got it all by the Jets, edge of 17, Stevie Nicks, and also running up that hill, Kate Bush, and Wren and Chinchilla. You can find Wren and all these bands are in my radio station, along with a bunch of other great stuff. I hope you enjoyed those tracks. Wren's kind of a new musician, only been around for... Uh, I'd say probably about two years, has his own YouTube channel, got some pretty fascinating music. I uh, did a review of him not so long ago. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, folks, I hope that you're all having a wonderful day out there. As usual, my link is out there publicly so people can come in and have a conversation with me. There's a few folks out there who've emailed me, so they wanted to debate, they wanted to have discussions. So it's public. And also, I took off the setting where people don't have to authenticate themselves. So you don't have to connect your YouTube channel. You can just simply come in and you don't have to worry about anything. Let me go ahead and take this crap off the screen. The whole logo deal. And bam. There we go. Let's take off the banner. I uh, watched a movie recently called Lucy. You know, named after that piece of crap uh, fossil that they claim that humans turned into monkeys. And the movie, basically, it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of the X-Men. I don't know if you guys realize this, but it seems like any movie nowadays or television show that uh, talks about evolution, they believe that we only use 10% of our mind and that we have, like, tons and tons of information in our brains that we can't fully access but at some point in time it is believed at least by the directors and writers of the science fiction films <laughs> is that you're going to uh, be able to access some of that one of these days and you'll gain um, superpowers yeah superpowers yeah lucy scarlet uh, jonathan very good movie Although I don't believe in uh, evolution, I think that evolution is nonsense. I thought the movie was very compelling. It was interesting to me for a couple different reasons, not just the superpowers, but she became godlike. She evolved to the point where her body literally became a part of the environment. She was powerful enough to move people and... Uh, she was able to see the digital numbers and mathematics and all of her environment. And she was able to transform matter, which is exactly what it is that I imply and suggest when I'm talking about the concept of God. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. She's a beautiful woman and she's a great actor. A lot of the movies that she's in, she usually, like uh, the Avengers, she plays kind of a emotionless person who is really good at martial arts and action scenes but in this movie you got to see her cry you got to see her scared um she was believable and of also she went from being a dumb woman to an extremely intellectual philosophical um fast speaking articulate woman as she became more and more godlike well, that was neat and that's my question. I would have to ask somebody like Creationist Crybaby out there. I see him out in the in the uh, room. Obviously, we're talking about a, a movie or a television show. But if atheists and non-believers and skeptics believe that life can actually descend from matter, 
something that uh, isn't quite fully conscious or whatever, but life can come from it, then why would anybody even doubt the idea that there's ancient life forms that existed before us that came here vi the same way through matter, or even God himself? Maybe God himself is the very essence of matter. Maybe God is the very properties of the universe as well as the materials and essence of it. What uh, you got a movie called The Endless you, that you recommend, huh? What's that about? I wish you'd come in here and tell me about some of these recommendations. I love movies. My family and I, my son comes over and visits and we like to watch cool stuff. We're really into superhero movies. A lot of superhero movies nowadays are kind of weak. And it's been that way ever since. Hold on a second. Let me bring this up. For some reason, my name's not. Uh, there we go. I had to update that. What in the heck? There we go. That's better. That was odd. Okay. Yeah, so what is Endless about, Creation of Scry, baby? I kind of have to do all the talking here until somebody shows up. TTOR said he may show up. I sent an email out to Von Helton, but he might be uh, trying to deal with that. Movie is Four Rooms. I did see Four Rooms, uh, just Troy uh, Doe. I did see that. I love Tim Roth. I love the show that he was in called Lie to Me, where you can basically tell if somebody's lying to you by their reflections and inflections of their body language and all that. That was a great movie, and it also, not movie, but TV show, that had that uh, woman in it from, um, I believe she's, yeah, she played in a show that we all liked, a lawyer show called The Practice that ended up becoming a spinoff of uh, Boston Legal. That was good stuff. Okay, two brothers receive a cryptic video message inspiring them to revisit the UFO death cult they escaped a decade earlier. All right, that sounds interesting. I like aliens. Hoping to find the closure that they couldn't find as young men, they're forced to reconsider the cult's beliefs when confronted with unexplainable phenomena surrounding the camp. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So it's a death cult having to do with aliens. That sounds kind of like that uh, that religious group a while back that committed suicide. What was it, Heaven's Gate? Did you guys hear about that? I don't know. It's That was back in the 80s at some point in time where a group basically thought that they were going to, that if they committed suicide, their souls would end up on the, uh, what was it, Holly's Meteorite or asteroid or some shit like that. Trifotine says, uh, Brett, do you like WWE? Well, honestly, I grew up in WWE back when Hulk Hogan was wearing his yellow pantyhose and Andre the Giant. And I watched uh, for a while they turned to WWE around the time that The Undertaker was really starting to make a way for himself. As soon as the Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan, he became like my big guy. And then, of course, I watched Steve Austin in the Raymaster 2, Stone Cold Steve Austin, doing the whole, yo, Austin 316 says I just whooped your ass. And, <laughs> you know, the fall of uh, Jake the Snake and all that. So, yeah, for a long time. 
long time through the raw I was a big fan of hardcore McFoley, The Rock. Uh, when The Rock got out of uh, the domination group, I didn't like that too much. Um, I like the big, big show. That turned him to Big Giant Baby, though. That kind of sucked. Nowadays, I can uh, I can appreciate some of the wrestling, but whenever Stone Cold was in his prime and The Undertaker was doing his, uh, you know, buried alive matches, shit like that. Yeah, Mick Foley, that's a crazy guy. Um, I can't believe, I remember my son and daughter and wife, we sat down and watched that Hell in the Cell match with him and The Undertaker. And uh, he was thrown off the the cage, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, this is kayfabe. This is supposed to be uh, fake." But McFoley, whatever for whatever reason, had a conversation with the Mark Holloway, who's the Undertaker in the back, and said, "I want to be thrown off the cage. I want to be thrown through the cage." And I'm thinking, Jesus, man, Ugh. just watching the Undertaker and McFoley fight. Just, you know, by themselves in the middle of a ring is already exciting enough. And now he's actually telling someone to possibly kill him and paralyze him in the ring. That was kind of scary. It was exciting. But that scared the hell out of me because I love Mick Foley. Well, to be honest with you, if anybody gets hurt in the ring or whatever, it makes me sad. But Mick Foley, wow. Did you know that Mick Foley is also a writer? That's right. I actually got uh, two of his books, and uh, he's a fantastic writer. You would think after a guy gets the shit passed out of him repeatedly, like he has taken chair shots, that um, he wouldn't be able to handle writing a damn book, but he's he's pretty damn exceptional. Razor Ramon. Oh, I don't know. Razor Ramon never, like, uh, it just never felt like it was... That was during the time where WWE was really cheap. It was called WWF at first. Razor Ramon seemed too cheesy for me, too much of a greaseback or something like that. I just never got into him. It was more like Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Those were my guys in McFoley. When I was a child, I wanted to be Dusty Rhodes. I'm a common man now. Dusty Rhodes, huh? I think it's they really they really screwed up for years with um, Dusty Rhodes as kids, you know uh, Cody and uh, what was the the other one that was Gold Dust? How they made him out to seem like he was an eccentric homosexual and all that stuff. Man, I just I wasn't buying that. They already had Val Venus. You guys remember Val Venus? Oh man, it was annoying and painful to watch that man. He could fight, but it was just like, ugh, geez. Let's see. The Undertaker said his hardest opponents were Mick Foley and Bret Hart. Well, I can understand that. Bret Hart is a, even without wrestling kayfabe, Bret Hart was considered one of the best technical wrestlers there were. It was, wasn't he? My brother and I, when we were younger, 
and we watched Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation, we used to try, me and my brother used to like to wrestle each other out in the yard because that's how much we like WWE and wrestling. And we also watched the Karate Kid and Steven Seagal and Van Damme movies. And of course, Bruce Lee. So we'd go out and kick the shit out of each other in the yard. And we tried the sharpshooter on each other. That is not a fucking pleasant wrestling move, ladies and gentlemen. That is not pleasant at all. I don't know if anybody's ever put you in the scissor lock or sharpshooter before, but you look at it on the TV and it don't look like shit. But boy, when your legs and your calves feel like they're going to fucking explode. Steven Seagal. Yeah. Now, Steven Seagal, I know Steven Seagal nowadays has taken a lot of beating because he's become fat. He looks like a fucking dirt mole. But back then, during Marked for Death and shit where he was knocking people's teeth out with pool balls and shit like that, you know, we all kind of realized that he was he was just an action movie star. So I don't know why people give him such shit. People were hating on Van Damme for a while there, but anybody that's ever seen, you know, like a blood sport or kickboxer, it's some of the greatest fucking action drama that there is. I mean, imagine that we had a we had a choice between Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or a Rocky movie, or whatever spinoff uh, movie Sylvester Stallone was doing, Rambo, or we had Van Damme who was kicking the shit out of a bunch of guys in a Kumatang. Why do people? I, I don't know. I mean, Steven Seagal he got old. Why does he need to be hated on? I don't get it. And Bruce Lee, well, Bruce Lee, for whatever reason, he's always gotten love and respect, hadn't he? I just, uh, I just cannot believe the unfortunate suffering that Bruce Lee and his family had to go with losing Brandon Lee, losing the, the kids and all that. Oh, they actually believe that Bruce Lee was cursed. Jackie Chan, yeah. I love Jackie Chan. But I, I guess I wasn't as much into like the humorous martial arts type of things. I was more into, um, you got your Bruce Lee and everything like that. And there was this other fella. Oh, I like Scott Atkins. Does any of you uh, like Scott Atkins? He's more of a modern day martial arts guy, but I really dig him. That dude's kind of badass. Hmm. Let's see, what else do I get into? There was another guy back then. Oh, yeah, Jet Li. I like Jackie Chan, but like I said, I'm not as much into the humorous shit. Jet Li, man. Oh, I remember thinking to myself, there's no fighter out there that's ever going to, could ever give Bruce Lee a run for his money until Jet Li spawned into existence. That dude, wow, fucking badass. Jet Li, yes. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, but he says Steven Seagal is a cop. I seen some kind of video where he was going around doing something like that. The British Bulldogs were great technical wrestlers. You know, I can't really remember on the British Bulldog. I remember watching the Hart Foundation, and I can tell you everything you want to know about Owen Hart and Bret Hart. But I guess the British Bulldog wasn't someone that was memorable to me. I remember what he looks like. 
And I remember him saying stupid shit during a promo, but I don't recall his fighting ability. Yeah, Van Damme. Man, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Van Damme was a fascinating, uh, he was a fascinating actor. Not the greatest acting, but the way he, I think that a good hero movie, one of the best ways to make a hero movie is a hero that's like the underdog, that's not wealthy, not rich, and gets the shit kicked out of them, but somehow manages to, in the end, to come back. And that was the formula that Sylvester Stallone had, as well as Van Damme. They would do a movie where they get the shit kicked out of them for 90 minutes, <laughs> and then they make this like badass comeback. That's, uh, that's how it was. Blood sport, kickboxer, the same formula. Um, Lionheart, one of the greatest Van Damme movies out there. Man, that dude was big, wasn't he? Damn. All right. So, yeah, my wife and I and the kids and all that, we, uh, well, they're not kids anymore. My kids are all grown up. But when you're a father or a mother and all that, you're, it doesn't matter if your kids are 50 years old, they're always your baby. You know how that works. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> See, they also gave the idea that Sylvester Stallone's Rocky was slow, too, right? So you're kind of fighting for a guy who seems like he's uh, punch drunk, but he's a little bit slow. He's got all these problems. By the third movie, they were claiming he was blind in one eye and just totally disadvantaged. And his only skill was to get punched in the head repeatedly until the other boxer wore himself out. <laughs> ah, shit. The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. I don't think that I've seen that. 1978, that's two years after I was born. I don't, uh, I might have seen that a long time ago. I used to have an uncle that used to like to watch the old um, martial arts kung fu shows where they didn't have the voice recording set up with the mouth. It was funny looking. You know, you'd hear, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to get you. That's one thing I don't understand about martial arts movies nowadays. Uh, the ones where the, uh, whether it's Japanese or Chinese, they can't speak the English language or they haven't learned it yet. So then they do these voiceovers and they always do terrible ones too. I notice they do the, have the same problem with like their cartoons. If you ever watch like anime or any of this bullshit, the voices never seem to fit the characters. And I don't understand that. How hard is it to go out and find somebody that can sound like what the character's trying to present? That's almost cheesy-like. I must break you, Ivan Drago. Yeah, man, that's that's classic shit right there. That's classic. Probably one of the most saddest things. Every time I go back to watch Rocky IV, and I recently did so because of the director's cut, Every time I see Apollo Creed getting his ass whooped darn and being killed like that, it always brings me to tears. I'm a sensitive fucking marshmallow, ladies and gentlemen. I just can't handle that. Let's see. Wu Tong Clan sampled stuff from that movie. Huh. Well, I'll have to check into it. Let's see. So back to one of the things that I brought out. 
I was curious, creationist crybaby. A lot of non-believers believe that they spontaneous generation. They believe that they came out of the existence of matter. Now, if this is believed, then why isn't that people can't also say, well, if this happened here, that this could have also happened in other places of the universe? And Creed 2, Creed fights Drago's kid. Yeah, I've been waiting to see Creed 3. I'm throwing out some other topics at the same time we're talking about this stuff, but I'm uh, I'm thinking about getting Creed 3. I've seen a lot of uh, video clips. So right now it's not letting me have the opportunity to actually rent it, though. It wants me to purchase it. I don't know if I want to throw $20 down on it, especially since it doesn't have Sylvester Stallone. Oh, boy. Man, I don't understand what the hell's going on. I sent a link out to Vaughn. I sent one out to, um, what's his name? Nick. T-T-O-R. T-T-O-R said he was going to show up and hang out with me, but I don't see him here. It kind of sucks just sitting here uh, having a conversation with text. Be nice to have at least one person up here. That way I can bounce off with somebody while we're having a conversation. Folks, if uh, if people don't want to do live chats and everything like that, I can go back to doing uh, the solo material. That's where I can stick with one topic and go with it. Unless anybody's got some questions out there. I don't mind talking about movies and television. Abiogenesis probably happens all over the universe. Well, it doesn't happen all over the universe there, creationists, as far as we can observe. Is it possible that it's happened out there? I suppose we just haven't observed it yet. So what do you guys think about these videos that are flying around about this uh, web telescope deal? Where they're saying that we actually may live inside of a black hole. That our universe is actually engulfed by a black hole. That's kind of odd, isn't it? All right. Taking a little while for people to be able to respond because people are in text. Oh, boy. So how's everybody's day been? What's the weather been like where you guys are at? Guess I'll uh, look at some of the topics that I've put together. Let's see. All right. I have an interesting thing to ask people. I don't know how many uh, theists are actually watching as well as non-believers, but what is your thoughts about actually teaching the younger people in your family about your views and ideology? If you're an atheist, do you think that it's a good idea to talk to like the younger generation in your family about it? Or, and this is the same for the theists out there and Christians out there, do you think it's a good idea to go right away into the belief of God and what it's all about? Or for the non-believers, talk about non-belief. How do you handle that with when it comes to family members or new friends and all that? At least they took the lens cap off this time, just Troy Doe says. <laughs> yeah. 
so how do you do you guys ever um you guys ever talk to anybody any of the younger folks in your families and all that about your views or your beliefs or is it a no-no and aren't you guys aside Anybody ever have a sit down with the family and discuss uh, ideas or is it just reserved for the internet? Let's see. All right. Well, I guess I'll ask you guys about something that's outside of theology while you're getting around to it. Do you guys watch sports? And also, what are some of your favorite games out there, video game-wise, board games? It doesn't matter. What kind of games are you into? Just Troy Dose says, teach children to identify grifters and other distasteful types and avoid them. Grifters, huh? Oh, that's important. I think that we should uh, teach our kids to watch out for unsafe people in the world. Atheism is the default position, so it's natural to discuss it with family. It's when you pick a particular God that you have to explain it. Well, I've uh, I've got skeptics that I've been friends with who don't completely agree with each other on a lot of these different views. And there are some people who seem like they have a higher spectrum of being open towards the concept of God. I usually, uh, whenever I hear uh, atheists talk about things like talking with their family and all that, most of them have suggested that it's uh, extremely difficult and challenging. That's why I bring it up in the first place. They, some of them have said, I've seen countless videos where non-believers say they were disowned from their family or people didn't want to talk to them or people got irritated because of their non-beliefs. I don't often hear about atheists being able to have a nice, casual, chilled-out conversation about the topic. Let's see what else we got here on the plate while I'm waiting for you guys to write something. All right. An interesting question for all of you out there. If you could pick any kind of job in the world that you could have, what would it be? Modeling, being a chef? A movie star, what would you want to be if you could pick anything in the world that you could do and still get paid for it? And being a porn star doesn't count, so don't go there. <laughs> eh, let's see. Hmm. Well, if we don't get somebody in here soon, I'm going to end up probably closing out in a little bit because we'll be going on an hour where I'm just having a conversation trying to talk to people here. Just Troy, are you still watching WWE SmackDown over there? Let's see what else we got. Let's see what's happening in the news. Damn, my nose is a little stuffy today. Uh, it's been a nice day. Rained yesterday. News. Oh, shit. What is this? Let's take a look. Let me see if I can share this on the screen. Uh, okay. 
Okay, there we go. Oh, no, it threw up one of those stupid ads. I hate that crap. No, I don't want to take a survey. Lori Vallo shows no reaction as she's convicted of all charges and murders of children and Chad Daybell's wife. Vallo was found guilty of first-degree murder, conspiracy to murder, and grand theft over the deaths of her daughter, Tylee Ryan, and Joshua Vallo, as well as conspiracy to murder Tammy Daybell. Wow. Uh, man, this is one of the reasons I hate going to these news websites. Let's see what we got here. Cult mom, Lori, was convicted of murdering her two youngest children. Uh, let's see. New husband, Chad DeBell's first wife, and shocking doomsday plot that has horrified the nation for the last three years. The 49-year-old mother of three was found. Okay, we get the guilty. Why do they call her the death cult, though? Emotion learned that jury had a verdict. What's her cult beliefs? She will be sentenced around 90 days time after the verdict was read out, yada, yada, yada. So what exactly did she believe? What was her view? Why are they calling her the, the cult lady for? Okay. So the children came up missing in 19. Uh, I never, let's see... See a bunch of pictures of her, but they're just talking about what she did. They're not telling us. Does anybody know why this lady was called a cult woman for? I mean, what did she believe? What is it that her view was? Oh, man, that's rough. Let's see. They used religion as a tool to manipulate others. Lori manipulated Alex Cox through religion, he said. She manipulated Chad through emotional and sexual control. Ms. Vala was the one common thread trying all the suspects and killing together, he said. Wow, this is rough. Damn. Do you guys hear about this news article? They call it the cult lady. Apparently she took out her family members. That's rough. A doomsday cultist. Well, what exactly was there? Uh, hey, praise I am. What's up? I was just reading off uh, some news here. I don't know exactly what this lady was teaching or what her beliefs or views were. It keeps spending the, most of the time explaining what it is about. I guess she did to her family. Says she used religion to manipulate them all and then wipe them out. That's rough. Let's see what else there is in the news. Let's bring that up some. Okay. There we go. We'll get my screen set up. There we go. What else is going on? Mm. New Hampshire governor embarrassed by crowds behavior at Trump town hall. 
That doesn't look like there's anything really exciting going on in the news, ladies and gentlemen. It's the usual bitching about Trump or, you know, the usual families killing each other stuff. Nothing exciting or unique there. Okay, so creationist um, Crybaby says, Although raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, LDS, Lori's beliefs became increasingly extreme, according to Lori's cousin, who described a cult-like offshoot of the church. Oh, Latter-day Saints. Lori believes she was part of a special group of people chosen to prepare for the end of the world. Why would, uh, I, I guess I'm a little confused by that. I mean, am I wrong? Praise I am. I see you out there. But when we look at the book of Revelation, when we read the Bible, there's, it doesn't really say that anybody's getting prepared for the end, are they? It just speaks of the judgment and condemnation and destruction that's going to happen down on the world. You know, the angels and the four horsemen of death and destruction and all that. It doesn't say that God's going to choose a couple people out there who are going to, like, fight the evils of the world while it's going on like it's some kind of science fiction movie. That's the way some people are, though. Whether they believe in God or they're a non-believer, they get this idea in their head that they've been, they've been chosen for something important and something just epic that's going to happen. <clears throat> I remember whenever I was younger, I used to believe that there was a, that I was uh, going to be something big in the writing business, something huge in music and all that. People get a lot of these, uh, these high-ended views on them. But the problem is, especially whenever it comes to dreams and high hopes or desires like this is, well, you got to deal with a lot of different people. And when you got to put your life or your existence in other people's hands, things don't always turn out the way you, you think, especially when people don't have the same motivation or speed that you do. As far as that lady goes, I don't see anywhere where the book actually teaches that um, any of these people will be chosen. If there was anybody that could be considered chosen, it was the disciples of Jesus Christ, but that time has come and gone. Those were the people that he chose. There's nowhere in the book nowadays where it says, and the man named Bob was chosen to do warrior fighting for God. Yeah. Lori believes she is part of a special group. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's special. Valo believes she has a patriarchal power, which was higher than the Melchizedek power. She talked about demons and zombies taking over the bodies of her family members. <laughs> oh, shit. Boy, she sounded like she was living in a movie, right? Damn. What kind of zombies were they going to become? Are we talking Resident Evil zombies? Are we talking 80 zombies where they ate brains? Were they the fast, like, World Z zombies? Or were they just going to be the kind that 
sit in their chairs and go, walking dead type of zombies. Hey, Will, what's up, man? Praise, why did you uh, why did you uh, do that with your channel? Will Kincaid says that he's seen that. Will, you want to come in here, man? I got a stuffy nose, and it's kind of being an effort to sit here and have this conversation and go out there. We were just talking about people and cults who kill people and think they're chosen by some higher power to, you know, take out their kids and shit like that. That is odd, though. You would think that a person who thinks that they're chosen by God would also, in their um, psychosis, would somehow make room for their children to be the chosen as well. I've seen a movie a while back called Frailty. Did you ever see Frailty before, Will? Boy, it'd be nice to get some people in here to have a conversation with. Man, I've been going on for an hour. Can we get at least one person in here to bounce off of while we're doing this? I don't give a shit if it's an atheist or a religious person. I don't give a fuck if you think you're from the planet Zit or your anus. If you want to come in and talk, I'm not going to be hateful to you or mean. It's just somebody to talk to. Hear some of your views and your ideas and stuff. Oh, boy. Will, what have you been up to, man? You been making any more AI videos? I guess Praise I Am is no longer with us. I was asking him how he's doing, and he just kind of vanished on me. He gave me a hello and then moved on. Okay, once Lori and Chad identified anyone as a zombie, they began using pseudonyms to refer to the evil spirits. Well, zombies aren't supposed to have, like, spirits or souls, right? They're just like the walking animated meat. Yeah, why? I don't get it. So she thought her kids were zombies. She thought the the world was filled with zombies. You know, I, not to be ignorant creationist crybaby, but I don't know if you've ever, how many times you visit a super center Walmart, but most of those people up there, I'm convinced, especially the ones working behind the registers, are fucking zombies. I think they really are. Hey, praise I am. How you doing? I hope you're doing well as, uh, as can be. Yeah, I think that most people, especially I think people that work at mechanical shops, where they do uh, work on vehicles, um, as well as inside of department stores. I think they're all zombies. And I'm not cult-like, folks. I'm just saying. Have you ever tried to get, like, help from somebody at, like, uh, at one of these stores? It's like, oh, how you doing, Will? Am I right? Oh, I didn't hear most. Of- I had to relog because uh, I'm on my new phone. I got a new phone, so I had to relog into StreamYard and everything. So it took me a hot minute. We were talking about a news article about a woman who believed that she was the chosen warrior of God. And the first that had to go was all of her children and her family, apparently. And she. Oh, uh, yeah. I was listening on the radio earlier. I, I kind of heard about this. Didn't she? She was having an affair with some guy and she had two kids. And I think they had different uh, 
baby daddies or something, and she killed both of them, buried them on the property, and she had some weird religious thing. Am I? Is this tracking? Yeah, I hear you just fine, man. Cool picture, by the way, of yourself. You look kind of, usually you have a more humorous tone about you, but you look like an angry joker in that picture. Yeah, um, I've been, I've been angry lately. That's just a political horseshit of everything. Well, tell me about like, it, Will. Uncle Brady's listening. Well, like, like today. Well, did you guys, did you see the, the town hall? Oh, hold on. Praise answered my question. Uh, oh, no, he didn't. Never mind. Well, that just shocks no one. Anyway, so did you see Trump did a town hall on CNN? I haven't, uh, to be honest with you, ever since they screwed him on the votes, I I will tone in every, tune in every once in a while and see what Trump's up to, but I don't trust our political system anymore, and I don't trust no, him I get that. barely in. It was really just him talking and the broad that was doing the interview was like, you can't say that the election was stolen. That's a quote from her. So anyway, but no. She the, works uh, for CNN, right? Yeah, she works for CNN, but they mostly just let Trump talk. Like everyone was shocked that they even had the town hall to begin with. They brought CNN brought in a bunch of Republicans and undecideds to, in the audience to ask questions and stuff. And the only hostility that he got was like from the broad interviewing him and asking some of the questions and sort of, yeah. So anyway, the reason I bring that up is because I had no idea he was under investigation for, or he just uh, got fucked on a case of uh, sexual assault. I had no idea that was even a thing. Um, but he wasn't found guilty of rape. He was found guilty of battery on a preponderance of exactly zero evidence. Come to find out, this broad, who looks like the goddamn fucking Crypt Keeper with a shorter haircut, um, she, uh, she, she, her entire story is apparently a one-for-one ripoff of an episode of Law and Order, and it was brought up to her, and she's like, oh, that's so weird. What a coincidence. And so... Apparently, like Monica Lewinsky style, um, the the coat or whatever, the the whatever her garment she was wearing when she was allegedly like assaulted by Trump in a in a fucking changing room in a Bergdorf's, which if you don't live in New York, you probably haven't even heard of in passing. It's like a ritzy clothing store for people who have way more money than anyone will ever have in this room. And uh, so she's, she allegedly kept this thing and never washed it. And her and her lawyer and Trump and Trump's lawyer wanted to have this thing admitted as evidence in the case. And uh, the judge said no. And it's like, well, what if there's DNA there? Well, the reason he said no, I'm guessing, is because what if there's no evidence there at all? What if there's no DNA, not even a fucking, not even one of Trump's lovely, totally natural hairs. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't find anything, then that means that they didn't even fucking bump into each other, probably. It's not absolute proof, but in the absence of any evidence at all, you would think you would have to equip. I mean, that's what they did with OJ. Not that that was a fair trial either, but. Well, can I ask you something? 
you know damn well, just as much as I do, that that fucking election was, it was a cheap ass bullshit that they fucked Trump over. He's probably one of the best presidents that we ever had, you know, except for the grab the pussy part, but I don't hold that against him. I like grabbing the pussy myself. But Will, right. how do you how do you still watch the fucking politics after knowing that they're all fucking garbage and cheaters and shit anyway? It's just like it's hard not to like get sucked into politics because everything you do has some connotation of politics to it. Like, like it used to be a long time ago. I would get on Twitter when I was taking a shit. And I look at all the fucking dumb drama that's going on on Twitter, like uh, like like the era of Gamergate, like at the very beginning of that, and like memes, and like catching up with people's like drama that didn't affect me in any real t- tangible way. And then I'd leave a like, and I'd take a dump, and I'd forget about Twitter for the day until I needed to take a shit again, right? And now it's just just overtly political. And it's like every time you want to fucking play a video game, right? There's some fucking political thing going on where it's like, who do we, who are they boycotting today? Who are we supposed to boycott? What is this? It's like you go to the fucking beer section, it can't even get a light beer without it being fucking political at this point. I mean, like, oh, I want coffee. Oh, well, I have to be careful what brand I fucking give my money to because these people. Uh, fucking, I'm not giving money to somebody who hates me. You know what I mean? Like Black Rifle. Or uh, on the one hand, oh, we're veteran owned. And also, God damn it, we hate those people who voted for Trump. It's like, I just, I just want to go back to it. It's never going to happen. But I want to go back to a time where absolutely every goddamn thing under the sun didn't have some kind of fucking political hook to it. Like, I remember a time when you went and saw a movie and it was just a fucking movie. And then you left the movie and you were like, if it was a good movie, you're like, man, that was a good movie. I hope they do a sequel. And now it, even even that's been ruined for me because, you know, goddamn well, they already have the sequel wit- written because these things are just designed to just pump out a new fucking thing every couple of years. And so there's that. But <laughs> now or if it was a bad movie, you go, oh, that movie was shit. I'm not going to fucking, you know, you might even walk out of a movie. But now you walk out of a mo- oh fuck. No, you're oh, still dead. here. I'm just setting up the stream. Somebody's coming in, it looks like. All right, there oh, we okay. go. Well, anyway, all I'm saying is every goddamn thing has a political connotation. And it's all rolling downhill as shit tends to do. And it's like, I just, I, I have to be political so things can stop being fucking political at some point. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but I don't have a better solution. You know what I mean? I mean, like, even that, like, that town hall that Trump did. What I'm getting at, though, Will, is the shit's rigged. That's the deal. Dude, that broke my fucking heart whenever Trump got screwed. Well, I know. And then I got into it with family members, too, because they would say, how can you fucking like that pumpkinhead-looking motherfucker? I'm like, dude, he he actually cares. He wants to make changes and shit. Man, I had family members disown me over that fucking shit. And I wasn't the one who was even pushing it. They were pushing Hillary Clinton. I'm like, what do you want? Hold on a second. Let me... uh, who was was that the uh, Mr. Dodge that just came in? Doge, yeah, yeah, that's me. Oh, or you didn't hear me talking? You just figured I'd just jump right in there on there. 
It's just agreeing with what you were saying, man. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So, Will, how do you do it if you know that the shit's rigged? I mean, it's like watching a movie ten times you already know in the end the hero is going to get clanked. Well, first of all, voting takes very little time. Uh, it, it, uh, there's no expense. I just go and I vote and then that's it. And if it doesn't do anything, then okay. And if it does, then hooray. There's no... And then, on top of that, it's like, yeah, of course it's fucking rigged. It, it like, like Donald Trump circa 2015 was saying that it was fucking rigged in his uh, debate with Hillary Clinton. He's like, yeah, I know the whole fuck thing's fucking rigged because I used the system to work for me. I, I paid off politicians before. And it's like, yeah, so it's not like any news that the fuck thing's rigged. It's like, what the fuck else are you supposed to do? I mean, yeah, I don't have you're, you're billions like, of dollars. Yeah, but you're saying it, it doesn't take no effort to vote, and you're right about that. But in the end, if they're just going to burn your shit and it's not even going to fucking stand, I just couldn't believe after Trump got screwed that it wasn't obvious to the entire world and there wasn't like some kind of huge fucking craze going on. Everybody just was like, well, okay, whatever, and just went on well, their merry way. On the small chance that something positive could come from it, then. I'm willing to bank on that and hope that the world has, isn't just going to go completely to shit. And if it does, then I had no effect at all. It was just going to do that anyway. You know what I mean? If, we're, well, if we sit back and we do day, nothing, we're I definitely going to fall apart. I hope that one day I'll be able to get that spark that you still have. I've lost complete faith in humanity. Well, I don't know how you managed to hold on after all this evil you've seen. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't call it holding on. I'd call it like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not quite holding on. It's just being like, well, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? You know, I don't want to live in a fucking shithole. But and maybe, maybe we're just destined for the fucking toilet. But if we are gonna end up in the toilet, it's, you know, at least fucking I tried, I guess. Because you know, doing nothing isn't gonna definitely isn't gonna fix anything or hold anything together. Uh, well, that's fair enough. I, I can appreciate that. You're giving it the best you got. And in the end, no matter how fucked up ways go, you'll be able to say to yourself, you know what? I gave it everything I had. I at least fucking tried. And you can live with that, right? You can sleep at night knowing at least you put your balls out there and fucking gave it a shot. All right. I mean, I do have to look my son in the eye one day. And he's, he's going to ask me, you know, like, how the fuck did you people... How the fuck did your generation let things get so shitty? I mean, like, well, I did vote, and I was out there fucking trying to tell people shit, but I'm just one fucking guy, and, you know, maybe I'm not that interesting, or whatever the fuck the case is. I can't get the message out like other people can, but, you know, I don't know what else to do. Well, wait, what the fuck else are you supposed to do? You know, hypothetical, you know, child asking me this question. What are you going to do? Are you going to burn down the Capitol? I think we tried that a couple of times. They don't let you do that anymore. I think it's patriotic. Yeah, well, me and my <laughs> wife and kids, we uh, we watched all the Trump rallies, and we you know, were really excited. I mean, seeing Trump on television and seeing those millions of people screaming his name and wearing the red hats, and then seeing Joe Biden couldn't even get five people, even if he fucking paid them to show up, it just it just didn't make sense. It was like the world just instantly went into hell whenever that uh that fell through. It, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh 
It's fucky. I don't. I don't know. I. I listen. If the fucking election wasn't rigged, rigged, it was rigged in the sense that critical information that the American public should have known that could have swayed the election, according to all the polling information we have now regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story, etc., and everything related to it. I think that I think that them, uh, the campaign and the and the intelligence agencies, very clearly colluding together to bury the story. Like, I, I think that that is more than enough to call that uh, at least uh, election interference. Well, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, Will. It's like a bad corporate movie or something. Suddenly, China comes out with their, you know what? I'm not going to, I can't mention the words or the AI will pick me up on it. And then the next thing we know, Biden's working with this group. The Ukraine, there was issues with it that was causing an issue for Trump. And then you find Biden working with them and all this. And then, of course, a war breaks out. You remember Trump used to say all the time, you want to keep me as president because they want to fight everybody in the world and take over. He said right. that. Look what, what's happening. It's exactly as it's played out, like a script. Yeah, it's, I mean... I don't know what else to say, really, because it, it, it's all just going to fucking either go to shit or it won't, and I'm just going to vote Republican down ballot because there's literally nothing else to do, and, you know... Well, I will, too, not- man. I'll do it, too, Will. I'll be alongside you on that. I just, uh, I don't know, I've become kind of jaded in my old age. What are you going to do? I fucking hear you, bud. I definitely fucking hear you on that. So how's the uh, how's the child doing? How's the wife? All that, and also we've got a guy here called Dodgy. I guess I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And it's Doge. Doge. I don't know him. Yeah, it's, it's Doge. Yeah, he said it earlier. I don't know him though. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your theological position and political disposition? I'm surprised you didn't hit that up. Well, I it was in the front of my mind. I just never got around to it. No, it's all good. I. I you were in the middle of a talk, and I didn't want to interrupt because Brett probably would not have liked that. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all okay. good. We were just okay. in the middle of a very sad, sad story called our existence. <laughs> Go ahead. What's yeah. Your, what's your yeah. views and ideas? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like agnostic right now. Um, I, I was religious, but it's just it's so hard to believe. Like you guys were talking, given a lot of like you know, reasons why it's like, if God did exist, like, why is he not helping all of us out with this stuff, you know? Well, I believe that even though this politics and all that's going downhill, that's something that's actually predicted biblically. Will knows that, even though I don't think he's big on the New Testament, he knows it's predicted, and then in the end, we, we lose. Our politics take over, the world becomes shit, and people's hearts go black. That's something that's absolutely... It never was claimed things were going to be fair. Okay, no, that's fair. <laughs> I just, I you know, it's just... I see all I see like, you know, atheists they make a pretty good, you know, argument for the theory of evolution. Um and I just I just can't see a way around that for religion. I but I'm open to hearing what you guys think. 
Well, Charles Darwin himself in his book called Descent of Man was convinced that in order for evolution to work, there had to be a God around it. The only the only problem evolution is, is for the creationists out there who believe that the Genesis story is literal. But if you believe it's symbolic or it's just a teaching of how man basically spawned and existed throughout uh, time, it's not an issue. One could believe in God and also believe in evolution at the same time. I personally do not believe that uh, we came from fish and uh, primates and all that kind of stuff myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence myself, too, about that. It's kind of weird to think about. But, I mean, I don't know. I just I've always when I grew up, I was like a fundamentalist kind of like Baptist household. And they did literally believe in like a young earth sort of um, what's it called creationism. Um, and so I just that just never jived with how like I thought the world worked. And I, that that just makes way less sense to me, at least at this point in my life, than, you know, what the body of science has come up with. Well, I'm not a young earth creationist either. Uh, there are I've got a lot of friends who are young earth creationists and they're great people and all that. But they just. And not to be hateful to those out there who might be listening, but I just haven't heard any good reasons why I should think that the Earth is less than 10,000 years old. To me, I'm convinced the Earth might actually be older than 4.5 billion years old, and I think the universe is much older as well. My, my catch with my philosophy on this, though, is that God has a different time frame than humanity does because of his very nature. No, yeah, that and that's kind of where I sat for a while as well. Um, you know, I just, I just, you know, I, I haven't really felt God in my life, so to speak. So it's just been hard for me to accept that concept, the, the concept of any sort of God. You know, I, I went to other religions too, but I didn't have anyone close to me that was in those faiths like Islam or uh, Hinduism. So it was hard for me to get a good perspective on those. But I, I guess I did do my best to look into them. Well, why is it a, why is it difficult for you to believe in uh, the concept that there's a higher power or a higher life form out there? Even Carl Sagan believed that there were higher entities and dimensional entities that existed. Why why do you have a problem with believing that there may actually be something out there? Well, I mean, it's just there's not really there's nothing's been presented to show that they are real. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of hearsay with like you know, stories, but I, I've never seen anything like demonstrated um, empirically that any sort of thing exists. So to just like take that and, and faith has always been hard for me as well, but to like take something like that on faith, it just seems irrational when I haven't been presented evidence at this point. Do you believe that um, now you said that you also have issue with evolution and all that and abiogenesis? Um, abiogenesis, I haven't really you know, thought about much, but evolution, the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is not being able to see other intelligent species that have evolved alongside us. Um, although I, then again, though, I mean, there's Neanderthal <clears throat> and other great apes that are approximate human intelligence, uh, but nothing's come close to like us homo sapiens. What do you think about the, and I've talked to Will about this before, but the Fermi paradox. Um, isn't that, can you, that's something to do with like how, why there's no other intelligent life in the universe. Yeah. Don't you find it unusual if, 
let's say today everybody in the world did decide abiogenesis and evolution was the way of doing things. Why aren't we there? The scientists claim that there are planets out there that are in better condition than our Earth, that are that are much newer, some of them that are older, that are presently actually able to be inhabitable and livable. But with our telescopes and our the new tools we got, like the James Webb telescope, we're not seeing any plant life. We're not seeing any kind of creatures, not even um, nothing. And why would you think that? We got over tens of billions of planets and not one single shred of evidence for a life form, aren't it? And we found some, didn't Will, didn't we find like some gooey shit on Mars a long time ago and everybody got all excited? I feel like maybe we did. I, I don't really pay that close attention to it. I don't know if finding some gooey shit on a on a desolated planet like Mars is really all that exciting and all that, but that's about the best we've done. Billions of dollars on these fucking little dump trucks we send over there and these <laughs> rovers, and this is all we get is a fucking snot bugger on a planet. But of course, a lot of people believe we come from snot buggers, so I guess they could put some value on it. Don't you find that weird, Will, the philosophy of people? Let me ask you a question, Will. If we were to get hit with a small meteorite that had some kind of life form on it and somebody were to say, well, I don't like this life form and I were to, somebody were to just walk up and destroy it. Would that anger you? If you knew that it was like something that could be defined as life? Uh, I mean, it would not, not for the reason that you might think. I mean, it's, it would be like if, Let's say a meteorite came here and they were like, oh shit, it looks like there's some life on this fucking thing. And then somebody was just like, yeah, fuck that meteorite and just fucking blew it up or something. I'd be pissed because I'm like, man, I want to fucking see that shit. You know, no, even I, if I it is a fucking like booger. No, I know what you mean. That's what I'm saying. No, not, uh, not the way you mean. Yeah, I'm not talking about, if anybody's out there listening, I'm not talking about like an Armageddon giant meteorite. I'm talking about like a couple little pebbles hit the earth and they have some gooey shit inside of them that is defined as life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The reason, yeah, I'm saying bring, yeah. the reason why I bring this up, Will, is I was talking to the skeptic and I said, how would you feel if a, a bunch of people just walked up on the thing that's defined as life and kill it? And he'd say, well, that would be horrible. Why would you take out something? And I, and I said, but it's nothing more than a collection of cells. And the guy said, yeah, but it's, it's a life form. It's alive, the atheist told me. And I said, damn, I wish you guys had the same view and it comes with abortion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. People kill shit all the time. That part's not really the issue. The issue to me would have been like, oh, man, I would have liked to have seen that shit. You'd like to see it get killed? No, not get killed. I mean, see the fucking thing before it was dead. You know, that's what I'm saying. Ah, I get you there. Well, I'd love to as well. And I'd be very angry if uh, we did end up finding something that was alive and some prick walked up on it and just stomped on it like a fucking rad roach off fallout. I'd be pissed. Be like, what are you doing, man? That might have had to cure the fucking cancer and HIV. What are you doing, sir? Yeah, maybe. That damn booger might have magic properties. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, actually... Oh, go ahead. 
There, oh no, I was gonna say there's weird enough shit on Earth to keep us occupied for an entire fucking eternity. I think I just found out that there's a fucking bird that burps and farts because it eats plants all fucking day, and it's got claws on its wing like it's a fucking bat. And this thing, I I don't fucking know. I looked at the skeleton, and this thing looks more like a fucking lizard on the inside than it does a bird on the outside. I I don't know. It's weird. So there's weird shit all over the planet. And I went over to fucking, we went to Boston. We took the kid to the aquarium and all that shit. And we went to the, uh, the Adams house, home of two presidents. Uh, and over at the aquarium, anyway, we, we saw all kinds of weird fucking shit. And it's like, you don't even need to leave the plant to see something that looks like it's from fucking Mars. So now, wait a minute. Did you say that you seen a bird that has claws on its wings and has the ability to fucking fart? Well, no, it's not that it has an ability to fart. It's that's what it does all fucking day long because it eats plants like green leaves. So if it's it's even nicknamed the cow bird because of how much fucking methane this thing produces. And there's not like a whole lot of them. I mean, like apparently there's skeletons from a couple million years ago, and I guess this bird just hasn't changed in millions of years, and. It's not very big, but in terms of like this, like if you just scaled down a velociraptor and then just showed the skeleton, it kind of looks like that, to be honest with you. It can fly, but it doesn't really, so it's kind of like more like a turkey. Well, that's a lot different than most birds. I heard a while back that you can't like give thumbs or something to a pigeon or it'll blow up because they can't can't shit properly. So now we have birds that exist that are able to fart and just eat plants and shit. Apparently they've been around for a while. I guess they have, uh, they don't so much fly up trees as they do climb with those weird fucking hook appendages more when they're like young. I guess, but they can do it at any time. Um, well, I'll tell you it, what, Will. You know, I'm always trying to think of interesting titles for my videos, my shows while I'm going along. It's definitely going to, I'm going to have to put at Will Kincaid farting birds. That's going to have to be in the title somewhere. Yeah, it, that's what it does. It eats fucking plants all the time. So it fucking farts. And, and you know what's fucked up? When, the, when this bird is born, the chicks. They have fucking. They've got a, a fucking tooth. It looks like a like a lizard, you know, like snakes and reptiles have an egg tooth to get out. It's it's so fucking weird. And this thing barely has a beak. It looks like like, I mean, it does have a beak, but it like it's not shaped right or some fucking thing. It's weird. See, that's one of the reasons I I cannot think for the possibility of why it is that a lot of people don't invite you into their shows. Well, you always have something new and interesting to bring up. I have never heard in my entire life on this planet about a farting fucking bird. That is crazy. I'm going to have to look that shit up later. I might make a series about it. Yeah, I, I grabbed it while we were talking about it because it's, it's called a Hotson. Here, I'll put it in the thing here. I'm not being sarcastic either. Well, you're always creative and have something interesting to throw out there. That's awesome. Well, AI has complicated my life because I've got this autistic brain that's constantly thinking of random ass fucking shit all the time. And now AI could just answer all of my questions way more succinctly than a a Google search could. And with way more fucking uh, um, poignancy to the, the... 
conclusions that I'm trying to draw. So, and I'm notoriously horrible at math. AI has helped with that too. I mean, like, AI has made my autistic brain way more fucking useful. That's pretty cool. Are you uh, hearing about all this kind of stuff? Where uh, have you been seeing what they've been doing with Trump and Biden with the AI? Oh my goodness! I've got, I've had a playlist for like three months. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, dude. The <laughs> the president's sleepover. Uh, the presidents and Ben Shapiro go to McDonald's. I think that was one of the first ones that got big. Um, yeah, like oh, Joe- did you see the uh, fallout with Joe Biden and? Uh- Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro takes over. Uh, yeah, that you know. one. That one's been going on since before this new AI that could do the voices and shit came out. I've been watching that. Yeah, um, it started that. That series actually started with Skyrim. Um, Joe Biden and it's it's it was called Joe Vakin, I think, is what they called it. Oh, I watched that. That is hilarious. He ends up getting like STDs from a fucking lizard or something. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. He keeps calling her Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Scouts Many Marshes is the character that gave him the fucking STD. Damn, that's great. I've been trying to play fucking Skyrim for two weeks, and it's not because it won't fucking load or anything. It's just because I haven't like had time. And you know, like, I'm one of those guys that's like I've played this game for fucking eleven years or something. So you just want to like start playing and then you look at your save file like what the fuck am I? What was I doing? And then so you're like fuck it, I'll just start a new character. And then you spend like fucking three days making the character, and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to play now after three days of grinding to get the perks I need to do the thing with the stuff. So, will I myself? I've been trying out a bunch of mods on Fallout 4. I'm waiting for um, Necrom to drop for Elder Scrolls Online. But the yeah, I saw that. I'm excited about is Starfield. Oh, yeah. I don't I know. I don't get excited for new titles anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you. Bethesda released a thing called Redfall, and I'm looking at it, and I'm remembering I just played Fallout a while ago, and I'm thinking, what is going on? What's the fucking difference? Yeah. What is what is these game companies doing? It's like even EA with The Sims, it seems like it's becoming less interesting. Like they're not making good shit. It's, it's like they're taking more It's away. because there will always be whales that will buy it because they need to. It's that FOMO shit, that fear of missing out, right? Even if what they're missing out on is total dog shit. There's just people that's brains have been trained since fucking birth must be to hop on the newest thing and it's always ass it's never good that's never anything complete like that shit i never thought i'd see the day where i would play a fucking pokemon game of all fucking things and not get a, the box standard experience you know what i mean i'm not looking for creativity and innovation in those titles all right i'm looking for between 80 and 100 new Pokemon, some new moves, maybe adds a new fucking gimmick that sucks ass most of the time and works sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking to throw balls at monsters and beat the shit out of fucking, like, fucking fantasy dog fights, right? But then, <coughs> every without, without fail, 
since probably I want to say like 20, I don't know what the fuck the game came out, like 2019 or 18 or something. It's just been piece of shit after piece of shit fucking game. And it's like, you're not even giving me the standard boilerplate experience. And if this has bled this far into fucking, like, if it's gone to Pokemon, I can't imagine what other fucking games are going to get the same fucking treatment. That's why I'm worried about fucking, like, Skyrim, or not Skyrim, but Elder Scrolls Six, because it's like, okay, you know, these games from their announcement take about six years. So we're looking at, like, 24, 25, something like that. And we haven't heard a fucking thing. They don't have so much as a fucking trailer. I mean, it's a Bethesda game, so I'm not going to be surprised if it's full of fucking bugs and you get caught in a door and you get teleported to the end of the game and speedruns take 15 seconds. I'm not I'm not worried about that, all right? It's, it's going to happen. I'm worried about we turn on Elder Scrolls Six fucking cock ring or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, and <laughs> you turn on the game and it looks like it was made in fucking... Blender in five minutes for the fucking cutscene, the opening cutscene. Oh, you're awake. You're also a prisoner. Here, have fun. The world's ending. And then you go into the fucking game and it's running on the same engine as fucking uh, uh, Fallout 476 and fucking Skyrim without the HD. Like, that's what I'm probably going to look at. I'll tell you what, Will, when I first played Skyrim, my son somehow managed to get through the introduction without any issue. But me, when I was on the wagon, the wagon started flying up in the air and bouncing all over the fucking place. There's what a, the hell is this? What's the it, deal with the physics of Bethesda? Okay, so there's a 1 in 1,260-something chance that a fucking, uh, apparently that a chicken can walk it. Or it's either a chicken or, yeah, I think it's a chicken. The chicken can walk in front of your fucking cart, right? And the the physics aren't scripted to to deal with that because it's a cart. Like if you've ever shouted at a wooden cart in Riverwood, it just goes fucking ape shit, right? Because collision physics weren't supposed it wasn't supposed to do that and they never patched it. That's why your cart went fucking flying. It's it's like a ridiculous like ridiculously low chance of that happening but people have played enough hours and enough new saves on the fucking game that they figured out what exactly it was that was going on Will I got a question for you uh, before we get back into the physics and bugs of Bethesda which we could go on all day about that but have you seen a, a film called Lucy and I'm not talking about like that monkey thing and shit. I'm talking about a, a movie with Scarlett Johnson or whatever her name is. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, it sounds familiar. Can you give me a brief synopsis of what the movie's about? I've seen a lot of fucking movies. It's some woman who uh, some assholes beat her up and then put like uh, some weird uh, synthetic drug inside of her. And it explodes inside her body, and she ends up, it opens up access to her brain, and she becomes godlike. Nah, I haven't seen it. Oh, man. What is the deal? Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but any movies that mention, like, evolution in them, it always turns out that the characters end up with superpowers because of that. Did you notice that? It's It's Marvel Syndrome. I mean, like... It's an easy plot device. It's brain dead. It's it, it's usually like a fucking self-insert power trip situation. 
if if the movie's called Lucy and the character's female, big aside, that's probably because it's a fucking female director doing a self-insert. Like, here's a good example of this, right? You got a little, you have, you have both a son and a daughter. So this is going to be really easy for you to visualize. Okay. You got a little boy, right? And he's got a Batman action figure. And he's act, he's playing Batman on the floor with his toys, right? Your, your son is playing Batman, right? He's swooping around on buildings and beating up the Joker and doing things that Batman does. Now, your little girl picks up Batman. And what does she do with Batman? Well, now, that Batman action figure becomes her. Because boys and girls think about objects on a fundamentally different level, right? The the Batman becomes a self-insert. She's not pretending to be Batman. She's pretending Batman is her. And look at the look at the kind of movies that have come out recently with female directors with what would you would consider a, a traditional male power fantasy sort of plot. And then look at how the females act. Look at Captain Marvel. She's mean. She's she doesn't think. She acts in the moment. Look at look at Velma. Look at Velma. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I know I get it. It's the woke shit where they make like a bitchy woman that's hardly lovable at all and all that. But it's not the case with Lucy. Uh, Scarlet actually plays a very uh, feminine, uh, beautiful, sweet person who actually starts out pretty dumb until she uh, gets injected with this drug. Then she starts like developing her intelligence and all that philosophy. It's not one of those. type of movies where you just are like god i wish this lady would shut the hell up you know they've made one of the things that bothers me about this will i've seen these uh interviews and these directors where these people say you know until this woman did the hunters and all this kind of stuff women didn't really have a place in movies and i'm thinking what are you kidding they had aliens the last kiss good night there's been a lot of good female movies out there and shit, you don't have to have a woman like fighting for feminism or something like that in order for it to be a good female movie. You well, know what I'm saying? You've seen some good female movies, right? Um, not recently. I, I had something just come up. I actually have to take off. All I right. just got a message. I got to take well, off. Sorry about that. Definitely not recently, but in the past, they made some good stuff. Well, Will, it was good talking to you, man. I'm glad you came by. Yeah, it was good talking to you too. I'll see you. I'll see you around. All right. Very good. Very good. So, Mister uh, Doge, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Yep. Like the meme dog. I apologize when Will comes in the room, or my buddy Adam Lore, Von Helton. We're just all over the fucking spectrum. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're just babbling and having a good ass time and all that. So you said you were a theist for a little while there. I believe you said something about you came from like the Baptist view and then you became agnostic. So you're not like completely out with the idea of God. You're just in a a realm where it's like, I don't know, could be, couldn't be not. And I heard you say, I've got a pretty good memory. You said that you don't feel God. Do you feel like at any time in your life that the presence of God was around you or you were blessed in some way? Not really. 
I mean, because here's the thing. I grew up, my family was very religious, as you can imagine, uh, being Baptist like that. And they would always talk about it, but it was never an emotion that I could empathize with because I really didn't understand. Like they would describe it like, well, God, it just feels like a big hug or God feels like, you know, a sense of just contentness washes over you or this or that after certain events. And I just, I just kind of nodded along. was like, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. And it just never kind of happened. Do you feel like you have uh, empathy issues in general? I'm not being hateful. I'm just asking you. There's some people who lack empathy. Uh, empathy? I don't know. I mean, I guess when you mean my ability to relate to others and feel their pain, even though I haven't experienced it, no, I, I feel like I have plenty of empathy. Um, I just, I just, I, I think what the disconnect was, was they were describing a feeling um, different than I felt about the church growing up that I couldn't relate to versus, and I shouldn't say I couldn't relate to, cause I could understand like logically what they were saying. Like, Oh, I know what that feeling feels like, but it had never happened to me. Well, that's a good place to start right there. I'm sure you probably never went in this direction on it. But as far as feeling empathy for what they're speaking of or what they're talking about, have you ever like reflected on yourself and asked yourself this? Why do I even have the ability to have empathy in the first place? Although you don't feel much of it towards religion, why does empathy or the ability to feel or look into futurity even exist in the first place for you? I've never, I guess we've never thought about it that way. I mean, that's a pretty good way to think about it. Well, um, why would you have that ability for, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, but nature doesn't have empathy. It doesn't give a shit about how you feel. It doesn't care if you miss Christmas or a birthday. It doesn't know or acknowledge your birth or your death. It's as if you're just kind of walking around on a substance that knows nothing about you. Where did the empathy come from in the first place? So why do you even have it? I, I guess I'm not sure. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. A lot of people, whenever they're just living their lives and they're doing their things, you hear things like, I just never felt it or I didn't feel as though I had a soul or I didn't have the spiritual thing about me. But yet you're able to mourn, you're able to grieve, you're able to have all these emotions. Have you ever tried to like think to yourself just for a moment, why do I even have these abilities in the first place? Is it because some fucking monkey out in the field was trying to grab an apple out of the tree and it somehow stretched my cortex in some way? <laughs> you know, have you ever thought of that? Yeah, no, I guess, I mean, yeah, that's, that was one of my problems with evolution is because it doesn't do a great job of explaining emotions. It's odd. It's odd. So you are, you are someone, I, most, uh, most people I get in here, I've got a few non-believers who are skeptical about evolution. So you, you do feel like you have a lot of questions about it as well. Right, exactly. And, and, and I, I, I appreciate you being kind of patient with me and like, you know, asking me questions like you have been. Well, sure. People can come in and ask me questions as well. We can talk about things. I get it. I've been in a position where I've had my doubts. I've, 
also been in a position where I even went full-blown atheist for a while there. So I understand where people are coming from, and I try to be patient. It seems like it's usually the other way around when people get annoyed with me, like they're trying to get me to have a belief about or validate their own views. And if I don't agree with them, they go, you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they sound like that, too. (laughs) <laughs> Some of them do. Some of them do. That's yeah, they get yeah. that sneer in their voice. He's just an asshole, is what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't evolve properly. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, people are weird like that. They just, I don't know. The second they don't, they have this little twig up their ass. They're like, "Fuck you," and then they leave. So, what about a soul, though? Do you believe that there's something more to you than just animated meat? When you look in the mirror, do you see something more about yourself, or do you see just chemicals? Um, that's a uh, that's another thing I've thought about a bit recently. So, as far as like what consciousness is, and I guess would you call that a soul? I guess is that what you're what you would call a soul? Is your conscience consciousness? When it comes to non-believers and religious folks, there's a lot of different definitions behind it, but I'd probably see it as life being breathed into us. A lot of, uh, believe it or not, I don't know why some atheists or agnostics don't notice this, but religious people, non-believers have common ground whenever it comes to the origin. We all believe that we came from the materials of the earth. You ask any Christian, they'll tell you they come from materials of the earth. You ask an atheist, they'll say, yeah, I got here through spontaneous generation, but it took the elements of nature to do it. See, we're on the same wavelength. It's just one believes that there was an external independent helper in the process. Mm, Okay. Also, there's some guy in the chat Creationists cry the apes show emotions ever study bonobos. No, I haven't. Well, yeah, there are animals. We know that creationists cry, baby, that there's creatures out there that have some form of emotions and some of them have different levels of pain. And there's also some frogs that bang other frogs. What's your point, though? How does that uh, in any way? Because creationists cry, baby, has a real problem with the concept of God. Believes that he can come into existence through matter without any kind of help. But the idea that there's other life forms in the universe, that's just too much for him to handle. Hmm. What about you? Do you think there's other life in the universe or are we just the only ones? We just out of a universe that's 200 billion light years across. We're the only thing here. I mean, yeah, statistically, you know, it it would make sense that we are not alone. Um, As far as like where they are and their how advanced they are and we like we don't even know if it's possible if something's you know on the other side of the universe so to speak if it's possible for us to even interact with them give no matter how much time because we don't know how to surpass light speed um, because physics does not allow for that and so for us to even get over there to like interact with another species that would be intelligent considered intelligent I don't even, we don't even know if that's possible yet, if it's so far away, because we also just don't know how rare life is, you know, because we, we actually, we, we've seen a lot of the observable universe, just like, because, you know, like you were saying earlier, like with the telescope technology we have, we can see a lot of it, we can't see the very fine details on most of it. So we've only actually seen a tiny section of it. And so to say, it's hard to say, like, you know, whether or not there's intelligent life out there that we can even interact with at this point. 
What do you think about the supernatural? Do you believe that that there is a concepts of the supernatural? Um, not really. I mean, like I said, I'm not. I'm an agnostic. I consider myself agnostic right now because I don't really believe that God is real at this point. But I can't say He's not real. Well, and I'm just I, speaking about supernatural in general. Sure. Don't have to be a, a God thing. Just supernatural in general. Are you open to it? Um, oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. Of course. I just, you know, it's like ghosts or like cryptids, like stuff like that. I, I, I tend to not believe. Um, and that's mostly because the stories are all hearsay for the most part. There's never been like a, you know, there's never been really any, any documentation, any formal documentation or scientific evidence of any of that stuff. What if I could, uh, in this uh, short time of doing the show, be able to, uh, briefly give you some evidence of the supernatural yeah i'd love to see it could you give me a quick like minute or two i gotta actually help my brother bring something to the house quick in the car i'll be back in like two minutes all right and i'm gonna give you scientific evidence for it not just some kind of story or once upon a time shut i'll see you in a bit okay oh he actually took completely off that's too bad let's see the creation scribe baby says there are so many concepts of God, as many as there are believers. Hence, that's where major infighting within Christianity. Well, what infighting are you talking about? I myself, I get along with Catholics, Baptists, Pentecostals. I uh, get along just fine with Mormons and people of other faiths and all that. I think it's a matter of some people don't leave open the possibility for other things. There may be some discussions. There might even be some passionate debates, but I would say it's like major fighting. Back uh, back in the day when the Catholics first came into existence and Protestants, I know they fought with each other and things got pretty ugly. But nowadays, it doesn't seem like there's very many people really getting into it over religion. I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm not. Oh, boy. Let me get me something to drink here real quick. <clears throat> oh, boy. Hopefully that guy comes back. Anybody want to come in and talk while I'm waiting for him? Hopefully he does return. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard atheists countless times. They say, well, why is there so many different religions? Why is there so many different beliefs? And I think it's all about culture and society. I think that a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they believe in the same thing, but because of where they live in their languages, they call it something different. Hey, comrade, welcome back. That was pretty quick. Yeah, he just needed quick help. There was like a small table we needed to bring in, and he's quite a bit younger than me. Well, I was telling you that I was going to give you scientific evidence for the supernatural, and uh, you seem like you were on board with that. Now, we got to first define what the supernatural is to make sure we're on the same page as this. The definition is an event or circumstance or something or someone that exists outside of the laws of nature. Do you go with that definition of supernatural? That's the Google version. Yeah, that seems like a fair definition. All right. 
so the first question I'd have to ask in order to bring the topic into fruition is, do you believe the universe had a beginning to it, such as the Big Bang? That's the common belief nowadays. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm already, I'm kind of, so I believe the Big Bang happened, but I don't even, we don't really know if that was the beginning to this universe. Because there's also the theory that we're in like a cycle. Um and, and so, like, you know, the, the bang and the crunch, where when it expands to a certain size, it then condenses in on itself and crashes inwards and then starts over again. So, I guess I'm not sure if that had a start, because when you talk about things outside the universe, they don't necessarily have to follow the same rules that we follow inside the universe of cause and effect. So, it's really hard to say. So, but, but to go along with what you, what you were saying, I, I guess I would say yes, if that helps you. As far as the recycling of the universe, I have looked into that theory. I was actually talking to my buddy, Adam Lohr, who's an atheist, about that kind of thing. That's an interesting, but that's still on the bounds of like speculation. The theory that people commonly hold nowadays is that the universe had this. And I understand what you're saying. We haven't really been able to observe, but that's what we go with. And that's actually one of the reasons is because of a Catholic and an atheist, Stephen Hawking. You know who Stephen Hawking was, right? Yeah, yeah, I know who that was. Okay, so to get through the babbling, let's say that even if your speculation was right, that there was a universe prior and then it died down, it went through a crunch or overheated or got cold or expanded out, and then the particles all came back into what somebody refers to singularity. You agree that it's, if that did happen, the laws would have probably been completely different than the laws of the universe we have now, right? Just to get that out of the way. That would seem like the, that would seem likely. Okay, so this universe, according to that speculation, as well as the Big Bang, is, is that all, all matter, all nature, space, and time came from this single point. Whether there was something before it that became that doesn't really matter. The point at this, this event in the juncture is there was a point where nature simply did not exist. And since nature itself did not exist, the laws of nature logically would not exist until the universe came into existence. Being that that's the case, that would mean that the singularity itself existed outside of nature, space, and laws, making the universe, the entirety of the universe, supernatural by definition. Uh, so let me repeat that back to you. So that way I, I just, I know, you know, I understand. So you're saying that if the universe had a point of origin that was not from within itself, it could not have been a natural explanation. It could not have a natural origin by, by that very definition because it did not originate from itself. Well, the reason why we, you, you come very close. It looks like we're on the same page, so that's awesome. Usually it takes a little bit longer, but you seem like you catch on pretty quick. The, the universe from the singularity point of time, we couldn't have laws of nature until the nature actually expanded out from the, the origin point. Now, what that means is if we didn't have any laws of nature, logically you would have to say, ah, so this event happened before the laws of nature actually existed and beyond. That makes it by definition supernatural. Do you get it? 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So there you go. That's if the Big Bang is true, or even the speculation that you spoke of that there was a universe prior or a million before, if it all comes to some point, then the laws of nature break down until they form the laws again as nature continues to expand out. You have a supernatural origin there. And there's only one thing that can exist outside of space and time. The only thing that we have ever spoken about in all human history that has the attributes of existing outside of all that is the very word God. What is God described as? Something that is outside of the laws of nature, something that's eternal. Well, if time doesn't exist, then that thing would be eternal. You get it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Something neat to think about, right? It's a lot. Of, it's a lot to think about. I mean, you're right. That's that's bringing some good points. I'm going to have to definitely process all that. I'm glad this is recorded too, because I need to go back and rewatch this when I think about it, and like later this week. Well, I appreciate that. You know, sometimes people have conversations. Hold it, hold on. I got to get rid of this person out here. Well, Come on, folks. Don't make names like Brett Keen's a kid diddler and all that. What the hell's wrong with you people? Damn. Unbelievable. Was that? Oh, that I, I get all kinds of things. They make names like Brett Keen has sex with the animals and all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. Really? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you should see some of the videos these folks make of me. It's unbelievable. It's given me a lot of great ideas for designing t-shirts, though, for yeah. sure. <laughs> wow. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, that surprises me because this has been, you know, a pretty pleasant chat. I don't see anything. I don't get it, but whatever. Well, I like, uh, I enjoy talking to people no matter what their views and ideas are. are. There's a, unfortunately in the past, I've had some problems where, there's been some folks out there who wanted to like destroy me in a debate or a discussion. They wanted to say, look at me. I'm awesome on the internet. I just kicked the shit out of Brett Keen on his spiritual views or whatever. Well, I would say 99% of the time they end up embarrassing themselves for looking bad and it hurts their ego on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's somebody people... out there. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're good. Well, we got somebody out in the, um, text who's saying that Albert Einstein uh, was, spoke against all this and I wanted to show him something. Yeah, I have all this stuff all sitting here ready to rock and roll. The more I study science, the more I believe in God. Unlike atheist memes, I put the page numbers, the books, and the news articles in which you can find it, and I don't use some kind of meme generator where it invents, invents quotes that the scientists never even said. There you go. It's good stuff, right? Yeah, that's a good that's a good quote. Why do you think somebody would say that for if you had to guess, have that empathy for why somebody else had a view or idea? Why do you think he would say the more I study science, the more he basically gains information or the desire of God? I mean, if you look at how scientists make models, um, the more he would begin to understand about the universe the only way it could make sense to him i guess because he you know pretty smart guy that, that albert einstein uh would be that the only thing hold, that would make sense in a, that model um would be god well there you go there you go i've often wondered uh, if i could put this out there and i don't want to offend anybody but i've heard a lot of uh i've heard a lot of non-believers say that 
they speak as though some religious people might be too stupid or too stuck on their dogma to care about science or that they're against it or they're anti-science. I find that odd because it was a Catholic who actually came up with the Big Bang. Charles Darwin also believed in a higher power. And I think to myself, why why would they think this since 90% of all inventions and things that have been revolutionary for mankind have been created by religious folks? Where do they get this idea that if you believe in God, that somehow it's going to make you not ambitious about answers in the universe? You ever wonder that? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, because I would feel like to have more of an understanding of it's, you know, God's creation, you would want to you know, it would bring you closer to that God if you understood more about it. That's right. I was explaining to this person one time because they said to me, they said, Brett, if you already believe that God is the source of everything, then why bother even looking? Why bother looking into any information or whatever? And I'm thinking, you know, our mothers and fathers, when they bring us into this world, there's a lot of knowledge that they'll instill on us. We'll always know they're our mother and father, but that doesn't mean that a, a kid is going to, uh, I don't know why you did that. Nobody was able to see it because you were covered by the banner. See you later. You're banned for permanently for doing that. No one was able to see that. Damn, we were having a good conversation and then you blew it, man. You tried putting pornography up in my room. That's not very nice. Okay. Let's see what we got. Just Troy says, we can't understand physics or the supernatural. Well, we can understand the supernatural. The supernatural is something that exists outside the laws of nature. As long as you believe, if you believe that the universe basically recycled itself or had a beginning origin or any kind of source, then you are basically a creationist, whether you call yourself an atheist or agnostic or not. Yeah, the guy tried to put pornography up on the screen, but he was covered by the banner whenever he did it. That's the reason why I um, put the little screens down below so people couldn't do that. Let's see. Let me move this stuff down a little bit more. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the hell's wrong with these people. That guy claimed to have empathy and all that and care about folks, but he goes and does something like that. Yeah, you can't trust atheists. They'll pretend to be all nice and decent and everything like that and then try to do something really ignorant. You can't trust a non-believer. And then they get mad too, don't they? They're like, I don't understand why is it that America and the world doesn't trust us? Why don't they want us in politics? Because you're deviant. You're dirty. It's nasty to do shit like that to people. Let me see. I'm editing to make sure that all these... Uh, let me bring that down Well, Can you guys still hear me? I'm working on uh, fixing the frames. To make sure there's even less of people being able to be seen whenever I'm doing this. There we go. 
I don't know if you guys are able to see what I'm doing on the screen as I'm editing all this. Let's put that behind there. And then that behind there. Let's edit it one more time. Why does that keep bouncing up like that? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, there we go. All right, fine. Doesn't want to... Ugh. I hate how it does that. Why does it keep bouncing over like that? Ah, your mother, buddy. Let's see. Let's get you out of there. Okay. All right. So if uh, anybody wants to come in and chat, we can do that. I'm going to do this for a few more minutes. Um, no, they didn't play the banana video. They put some kind of nudity of the woman up, which shows that they sexually objectify females. How do I know Albert Einstein said that, Raymond? Because I, like I said, I put the page number. If you look real close at the bottom, it tells you where you can find it, when the date was, and all that. Here's another one for you. Well, there we go. All right, folks. Yeah, it's a simple Google search, folks. You can type in Albert Einstein's quotes and beliefs about God. It makes sense that the one of the most intelligent men in the world would believe in a higher power. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen... I hope that you all had a wonderful day. I think I'm going to be putting this up on the radio. Everybody will be able to re-listen to it. And uh, we'll see about doing a show later on sometime next week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Looks like people are too tired to come in and actually have a conversation, though. All right. Let's uh, get this bad boy going. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can do a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can buy us a gift off of Amazon Wishlist, or you can buy one of my books. Afterlife Simulation is the newest installment of my novels and written works, or you could buy some of our music and art. Also, I sell merchandise such as t-shirts, mugs, towels, clothes, apparel, anything that your heart desires. God bless.